Welcome to Rogers Center, everybody. It's the Blue Jays home opener. On the mound for the Blue Jays is left-hander Hangin Rao, acquired in the off-season, making his Blue Jays debut. I don't know about you, Pat, but I'm excited to see him pitch. Am I ever? Well, I, I think I speak for everybody when I say, but, but it's time for baseball. Scram and I have never seen that. Swing and a drive! Wow! You called it, partner. It's time for baseball. <laughs> to me, he looks strong, powerful. You know who swing here reminds me of? Art Shamsky. Great comparison. Right on cue! I really like what Mark and Ross have done with the team this offseason. They, they brought in ball players. Well, but they sure did, Pat. Swing and a drive! Fruit flies never seem interested in fruit. Just drinks. I used to uh, catch fruit flies by putting a banana in the microwave. Like a like a like a banana that it sort of turned a bit, so it's soft. So uh-huh. the it's all like oozing out its fucking whatever. And so then all the fruit flies would go into the microwave, and I'd shut the door. It was like Ghostbusters, and then I'd turn on the microwave. And when I first did it, I was like, oh, "I'm gonna do this for ten seconds, kill all these fruit flies." So I'd do it for ten seconds, open the door, fucking face full of flies. Like none of them were even remotely injured. So then I was like, holy shit, these fruit flies can withstand 10 seconds of like nuclear heat. And so then I would put it in for like 35 seconds, open the door, face full of flies. It blew my mind. It took me upwards to a minute to kill most of the flies. And even after a minute, a couple really tough soldiers would still kind of wobble out of there. I don't even think you or I could manage that. So answer me this. You started with flies at what age? Fruit flies? Yeah. When was this? Mm, This was like... It may have been being done in the house. Maybe I saw somebody else doing it, but I think I started doing it sometime in high school. Right. So after high school, sometime in high school, moved on to squirrels, cats. When did you kill the first man? (laughs) Or woman, I guess. (laughs) I actually killed the first man well before I even saw knew what a fruit fly was. I uh, I was very young when I killed my first man. I was uh, man. I'm not even sure I was double digit age. Did it with my bare hands too. Wow. Just leaped from a tall space, wrapped around the neck, choke out. Me and my siblings, and I think some friends may have been involved in it too. But we used to keep ticks in jars as prisoners to torture them and try and see how long they could survive in a sealed jar. Turns out, infinite time. They don't seem to be phased at all by being in that jar for months. Yeah, I I think ticks are right up there with like cockroaches in terms of their uh, durability under massive amounts of pressure, heat, lack of oxygen, anything. I thought that they needed blood to survive. Like that they would just wither away without the blood, but... I was dead wrong. But maybe they would, but maybe the the length of time is just longer. Yeah, maybe. 
probably the worst inse- insect to me, a tick. I've Would it be a-, a tough thing for you to eat an insect? You know how sometimes on those reality shows it's like, eat a cockroach. Would you be able to do that? Uh, is it alive? Let's say no first. Can I season it? Uh, put some seasoning salt or uh, like chili powder or something on it? No. <laughs> no, this isn't supposed to be like preferred. This is supposed <laughs> to be something that gives you struggle. Okay, so but what's the situation here? Am I being dared? Am I being paid? Like, am no, I You're just, on a reality show. You're like trying this is to fear factor. win 10,000 bucks. Or the challenge in Survivor when they have to eat all the gross things. Okay, here's the situation. Okay. $20,000. Yes. $20,000. They bring in a big glass tank. In this tank is a big, like, medical grade white rat. It's alive, it's moving around, and it's basically a timer. And the timer is one minute, and it's bite the head off the rat. And you don't have to swallow it, you don't have to do anything. You just have to rip the rat's head off with your mouth. $20,000. $20,000. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I don't think I could. I don't think I could. I really, like, I want to, but I, no, I don't. I, is I mean, there I a price that would make you do it, or is it just sort of across the board, you just don't think you mentally or emotionally could do it? I, I'm thinking that it's not possible for any amount of money, like, because I would do, I would obviously, like, in my mind, if you're like, all you have to do is this task for twenty thousand. I would have done it for five thousand, probably. But I think the live yeah, exactly. rat. I like, guess that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. It goes into my mouth. You'd have to take it, and it would be thrashing. You'd have to just shove it in your mouth. It would bite you a bunch, and it would be moving, and you just have to start tearing at it. You'd I have to kill so. it, and I guess then I just, don't think it would be that that worked up because I could easily imagine it. You know, like there's a lot of docile rats, like especially like man, pet this rats, fighting for its life. Like, but it doesn't know that it's just like i'm just picking it up yeah but like, a pet rat it's not rat. like oh he's just putting it in his he's just putting me in his mouth no <laughs> big gonna, deal well, I'm just about to like give my him other a kiss. owner i'm about to give him a kiss oh nice little rat boy and then i just kind of open the mouth up and i don't know, go real quick is what i would imagine he doesn't he doesn't see it coming <laughs> well you look like you could you have 20 grand in your pocket and pretty quick then based but on that technique i, I just think as soon as my teeth touched, as soon as I tried to like pierce the skin of this medical grade rat, I wouldn't be able to continue. I think I would immediately recoil. But it doesn't have to be in vomit. one fell. But it doesn't have to be in one fell swoop, right? Like you do one bite and it sort of like maybe it bleeds out, and then maybe you have ten seconds to rip the whole thing off. This is making it so like, much ah. worse, and you know it. You know that <laughs> I can't just watch it bleed out and then eat it. You don't and have then- to watch it. You can put it down and just watch the ticker go, turn around, like hear the thing screaming, like wee, 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 <laughs> and then turn around. It's, you know, it's basically bled out at that point, and then you can pick it up and just snatch that spine right off. You think you could do this? It sound you sound pretty confident. Oh fuck no! Oh my god, I have a huge, huge irrational fear of rats. I couldn't even be in the same room. Like if there was a rat and they were like, "Do this for twenty thousand, or a pistol with a bullet in it," I would take the pistol and put it in my fucking mouth. And I, there's no way I could even touch the rat with my hands. You for five thousand dollars, you couldn't hold a rat. Oh fuck no! No 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 no. Even the pet rats, the ones that people love and care for, and they just like kind of hang out on their shoulders. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't. Rats, rats, and unconditional love are the two things that scare me the most. 
Do you wake up in the morning and cry when you look at your hair in the mirror? You never used to be religious, but now find yourself getting on your knees next to your bed, praying, please, God, let me go bald soon. Today your prayers are answered by Ja Pisha, developed by a formerly certified German scientist. Ja Pisha uses secret chemicals the FDA doesn't even know about yet to torture your hair, leaving it weak, brittle, and ready for you to yank out of your skull. Think it's a coincidence the top five NBA players were all bald? Ja Pisha! Clyde Drexler called it the scariest shit he ever ingested, but Clyde Drexler couldn't dunk before he tried Ja Pisha! Don't listen to Clyde. Don't even listen to me. Listen to the voices in your head in order to ja, and start balding tonight and balding tomorrow. I'm going to be transparent with you. Yapisha can cause side effects like racing thoughts, interminable episodes of wailing, suicide by gun, suicide by rope, suicide by Yapisha, loss of skull skin, urges to join the National Socialist Party, sudden death, slow death, and middle death. Man, I yelled at that lady from MasterCard today. Could you recount to me what happened? So you, I'm just going to quickly, let me quickly go over why I even had to do this in the first place. I had to do this because I noticed that I was getting charged for a Netflix account when I don't even have Netflix. I know that's going to sound weird. Like who doesn't have Netflix? I don't have Netflix. And so I just, you know, the know me thing on Royal Bank uh, online banking that like gives you tips like you're spending more money this month on groceries. So it was telling me one day like your Netflix bill is lower than normal. So I was like Netflix bill. So I go on and I see I've been charged for Netflix for all these months. So I find out that somebody's been using my card for fucking Netflix and then Netflix uh, cancels the account but doesn't refund me for it. They're just like, well, there's nothing we can do. The account was being used, and so now we're going to cancel it for you. You have to contact your credit card. So I have to contact my credit card company, and they tell me that they can only handle 65 days of fraud. So I only get two months back of this fraud. And now Netflix sends me emails like trying to get me back, but they call me by the name of the person who fucking <laughs> stole it from me. They're calling me Hadel. I get all these emails like, Hadel, come back to Netflix, Hadel, and it makes me so fucking mad. So because of the calling the credit card company, they cancel my credit card. So I don't have a credit card for 10 days, and obviously we're in a fucking pandemic, and on the Easter weekend, the grocery store wasn't open, so I was like, I need food, and so I need to, I need to get Uber Eats, but I don't have a credit card, and it doesn't use my debit card. So I go to Shoppers and I get one of those $50 prepaid MasterCards. I bring it home, I activate the thing online, and between the time of me activating it online and me loading it to Uber Eats, somebody ripped all the money off of it. <laughs> I was and there possible. was just a payment. I don't know. There was a payment that just said PayPal, Instagram, and then had this number below it. And I was just losing it. Like I was freaking the fuck out. I felt so violated yet again. I had fucking Hadel rip me for eight months on Netflix. And then in order to combat that situation, I got this fucking prepaid card. And then somebody ripped it like so fast, so fast. It was like I just bought a wallet, put it in my back pocket, and then it was gone. Like somebody took it. So... I don't know what to do because it was Easter Sunday. I tried to call MasterCard, but obviously nobody's working. So then I'm all ramped up on it. Can't sleep last night. Wake up this morning in just a froth. And I call MasterCard 
And this woman answers and she's just everything that comes out of her mouth is just by the script. I tell her I'm trying to stay as calm as possible. I tell her the situation. I said, like, I bought this and I tried to load it to my Uber Eats. And then the the Uber Eats told me that there was no money on it. And so I went on your website and there was a PayPal Instagram account. And she was just like, because it's still a pending charge. There's nothing that we can do about it right now. You'll have to wait seven to ten days for the payment to go through or not go through. And then if the payment does go through, you'll have to contact another department and they will give you a form to fill out that will dispute the charge. And I was like, look, look, I understand that that's what you have to say, but listen to me. It is a fucking pandemic right now and I need a credit card and I can't wait seven or ten days days i just want access to it. it's only 50 bucks right like i'm making way more of this but because i'm just so worked up and then she says the exact same thing to me she says because it's a pending charge there's nothing we can do and i said you're really good at your fucking script i get it i said but what i need is for you to call paypal to get on the fucking horn with them so that that payment can be canceled so that I can get my money back. And she was like, we don't call PayPal, but I can give you the authorization number and you can contact PayPal. I'm like, you want me to fucking fall into the ether of like corporate legal hell of PayPal and be like, somebody took $50 from me. I'm here's my authorization. I'm like, I'm never going to get in touch with them. So I was like, why don't you as MasterCard fucking call them yourselves and get this dealt with? And she was like, because it's a pending charge. <laughs> and I started going, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I just hung up. And so now I was in the process of having to wait to see if the pending charge became an actual charge. So I go online and I put in the number. And now it says I don't have access to the card anymore. It doesn't even let me see the transactions anymore. So maybe because of the way that I spoke to her, she fucked with it or something and made it so that I don't like the card shut down or something like that. Or maybe it's just protocol, but it's driving me fucking crazy. Do you feel like you deserved that? Like I deserved what? To have to her... be stolen from? <clears throat> no, no, no. I mean to have a... <laughs> to have this woman's reaction of potentially... I didn't say anything you. personal about her. I didn't attack her personally necessarily. I mean, I was attacking maybe her protocol of her job, but I didn't say anything mean to her. My tone was a lot. My aggression was high <laughs> at times. My volume was high at times, but I also brought it down at times. I tried to reason with her at times. So I agree. I it would be right for her to leave that call and be like, I just spoke to a fucking asshole. Man, these people. God. But not for her to fuck with the account. Because I'm legitimately in the wrong, too, right? And I think she can tell that. I don't think you mean that I came right. across like someone who was trying to... No, yeah, I'm in the right. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm meaning like <laughs> I was stolen from. Yes. And she was the only point of contact that I had. And I know she doesn't give a fuck. Like, she doesn't care at all. But I think that when, if I find out, or like in a couple of days, I have to call the disputes uh, department, I think we should put that call on speakerphone on the fucking podcast. Yeah, I mean, they say that they're and recording it, so why can't we record it? Well, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, this call is being recorded <laughs> uh, for my own quality assessment. Go ahead. <laughs>
we will be reviewing on the Buck and Tabby show your uh, personal performance <laughs> today. And <laughs> the fuck is the Buck and Tabby show? Man, that uh, MLB the show is boring. How much of it did you watch? I watched uh, the Bo hit his double. Kevin hit the home run. I watched, um, what is it, Lourdes lines out to right. Vladdy grounds out to short. And then Travis Shaw grounds out up the middle. And then I was like, I was like, I love these players more than anything. I cannot watch this. Like, Bo's talking to no one. He's gesturing to people that aren't in his frame. Yeah, there's someone, like, There's someone. Well, his friend, I guess, is... In his house? Yeah, it's like he's know. got people there who he's like, hey, figure out how to do this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't understand how MLB or the show people didn't figure out how we can have both of the people to watch. Like, why? Maybe, maybe it's like maybe it's like the, the player didn't allow it. Like, maybe it was like, but then I'm like, why didn't you pick a player who would allow it? I watched another, I can't remember who I watched. I just saw a quick clip on Instagram or something, and it was, again, just one person. It didn't have the other player. They weren't talking to each other. Did you see the uninterrupted interview where Tori Hunter was hosting this interview and it was Tatis, Bo, Donaldson, and... Oh, Aaron Judge. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's really interesting, man. Bo is... Uh, you learn a lot just watching him and the way that he interacts with these players. It's It was really interesting. And actually, Bo gave some or uh, sorry Donaldson gave some praise to Bo at one point and it was a really nice it was a really nice moment well that's exactly what I was hoping for when I started watching an hour and a half of <laughs> Bo Bichette just his face and him talking expecting while he's playing video games I might get to learn a little bit about his personality I was thinking wow this is actually like this could be really cool I'm gonna like he's so far away and like he's not mic'd up when I'm watching him and at doing that bat but this is a great opportunity to get to know this player in the situation like that I want to like like I'm playing video games with him or something like he's my friend and he doesn't say anything yeah. like he's literally up the bat and I'm like oh yeah he's gonna oh he's t he's he, t he starts he's t kind of teased me for a second he's like oh I wish I I wish uh, I wish I think he's gonna throw the slider here or something but like that was the most he didn't start like talking about like what he's looking for like how it how it relates to him actually playing nothing it was such a sorely missed opportunity and how he like missed the opportunity to say like classic flatty grounds out to short i know <laughs> i know And here we are, everybody, at the Petco Park, and we are watching Bo Bichette control the 2020 Toronto Blue Jays. Next to me is my partner, Pat Tabler. Good to see you, Pat. Well, it's good to see you too, Buck. And now all these young kids playing these video games, and Bo absolutely is a young kid, and I'm sure he would approach this differently than you or I. How do you think he's going to approach uh, playing this video game? Now he's playing Fernando Tatis Jr., and, and Fernando just seems to keep pausing the game here. I'm not really sure what's going on, and it looks like Bo's a bit, a bit annoyed with Fernando. Bye, Fernando. It's definitely strange that we're just watching a pod screen and then watching a player stare down to the ground and not say anything at all. But 
Well, and the game's been paused again, and my screen froze. So uh, Bo is smirking at the fact that it's paused yet again, and it's left us both hanging to dry. He's saying, though, that he knows what Fernando's trying to do to him. He's saying, Fernando wants to go up and in, low and away, up and in, low and away, just like in real life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, he's got to stop pausing the game because uh, it's driving me fucking crazy. And here we go, and we're back, and let's see if uh, Bo can do anything with a 1-1 count. Just a bit late on that high fastball. Well, he sure was. And that's the thing about the new game, is that high fastball. Oh, but he wasn't late on that one. Yeah, my screen's completely oh. freezing and delayed. I actually can't see anything. I'm going to have to switch to your commentary and Pat, you can keep going with the play-by-play. -play. Well, Bo just hit a, 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 a double. Swing and a drive! Cameron Bezio hits it to left center field, and uh, Bo must have known what was coming there because uh, there was no doubt. I'm having a tough time keeping up with this game. It's not like real life where there's 30 seconds in between each pitch. Surprise, surprise, Vladdy grounds out to short. Pat, do you find it weird that we're both in our 70s and we're watching two 20-year-olds play video games? Well, I'm just glad to have have a break from playing the video games myself. I can't get enough of this show game. I found a version of me from the 70s and no. it's like they it's like they were watching me or something. It, I, I move exactly like I did. And here we go. We are in the bottom of the first of a three-inning meaningless game. Even more meaningless than actual players playing in spring training. I am watching a frozen screen. I'm watching Boba Shet stare intensely into the screen hoping to strike out Tommy Fram and he does. That's a striker. I like Bo's earrings. I was going to say earlier I also enjoy Bo's earrings. Now I can't tell if he's got them in both ears and one ear but either way I'm all for it. No bad. Well look at that. Fernando right Tatis Jr. Right just away. hit a home run yeah, as right himself away. against Bo Bichette. It doesn't get any weird than that. Look at those fireworks. I love fireworks. I can't see that. My screen's fucking frozen again. And uh, I don't even know. It's sort of like I'm trapped in a closet yelling in the dark at this point. Uh, all I can see is Bo's thick locks of hair reminds me of my own thick locks of hair. I haven't lost a hair in my whole goddamn life. My hair's yellow. Is that because you were in a room where people were smoking pat? Or was that just uh, natural yellow hair? You know how kids, you know, they, they, they kind of have blonde hair to begin with. I had jet black hair. And then growing up at, at around age six, after years of being in smoking house with my mom, the hair just started to turn yellow. It was weird. But it sure is, Pat, that you would have yellow hair. You know, you're in your 70s and you should have white hair. But either way, we're two old men with thick wax of hair, and that gives us confidence, considering I lost my legs five years ago. Well, you sure did. Oh, no. It looks like Bo's in trouble here. Uh, Tatis has tied the game up and just hit a screamer up the left. Oh, but he's going to get him out. Tatis tried to turn it into a triple, and, and Bo got him out. I don't know what Tatis was thinking there. 
I want to leave. I don't want to do this anymore, Buck. But I don't want to do it either, Pat. But I've been wanting to do this for 15 years. Swing it out! Oh, that's just a single by Randall Grickick. Feel like I've smoked weed or something. I'm so tripped out here. Buck. Well, there's a possibility that the fumes from your hair do get you a bit high, and that ball's driven into the gap in the left field. And I can't see where the fuck it went, though. I don't know if that's a home fucking run or that shot. Damn it! This is really pissing me off. It went off the wall. Ah, fuck! I love wall calls. I could have said swing it up. Who's Craig Stammen? Well, I have no idea, Pat. How did you lose your legs, Buck? Well, I was a big league catcher for about 15 seasons, and then I retired, and I would experience leg pain, and I uh, just be in trouble walking. Uh, and then one day, it was a Sunday morning, I woke up, and I went to get out of bed, and I just fell clean onto the ground. And I realized that my legs were gone. And so I screamed to my wife, and I started soldier crawling and dragging my body into the bathroom with just my arms, thinking this was a nightmare or a joke or some April Fool's. And that's a beautiful double play turned by the Blue Jays back to my story. Uh... My wife to this day says she has no idea where the legs went, and I haven't had them since. And now we've got Anthony Bass. He's he's doing quite a nice job. And I gotta say, I love Bass. A nice sea bass. Branzino. Pat, do you remember when we were back in uh, Sacramento? We were on a season series against the L.A. Angels, and uh, we huffed crystal meth, and we played Kirby until the wee hours of the morning, and we both made a plan at that point. It was to murder Cito Gaston, but uh, we woke up feeling differently, and uh, we haven't really spoken ever since. Why ever, Buck? That was one of the greatest nights of my life. But, Pat, we had sex that night, and we've never spoken about it, and I never said it on the air, but I just wanted to tell you that that's haunted me for 15 years. I had never had sex with someone who didn't have legs before. How bad was that? And the Blue Jays come out 6-4 to four over the San Diego Padres in three meaningless innings here at Petco Park in a virtual world on a video game where a 21-year-old is talking to people off-camera in a way where we can't understand him and we can't see the other player. Yeah, thank you for tuning in to Bo Plays Video Games here with my partner Pat Tabler. Well, I hope we never have to do it again. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna send him the link, but I feel like we need to explain. Like we need to explain. Okay, this is episode four. We've done some weird stuff on this podcast. Like we need to explain that this isn't a bit. Like this isn't a sketch. We are bringing in someone who is in the midst of doing a 24-hour walkathon in their apartment. He's doing it for charity. He's doing it for charity. He's an hour and a half from the finish line. He's been walking for. 22 and a half hours already. <laughs> <laughs> he does get breaks, so we should say that he gets 10-minute breaks every... Is it every hour no, he gets two, a ten, or two, two, minute, minute. two minutes every hour. Two-minute break every hour. 
Um, I've sent him the link. We'll see if he... Maybe he's out cold in his living room. No, I've already I've already checked in on him this morning. I went into really? the group. I went into the group Zoom. He was still going strong. I mean, by strong, he's walking quite slowly. Oh, he's coming in. Here we go. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? It's going good. Are you walking in the Seinfeld? apartment right now i am yeah can you believe it that's awesome how often have you been changing those backgrounds uh this is the first time i've been on a zoom call on my phone today so i haven't changed it in a while been using my computer mostly for zoom since i've been uh mostly at home so how are you holding up right now you're almost there well i'll tell you my feet are really sore i am kind of mentally uh, not able to really put things together as quickly as I'd like to, uh, have a little bit of a nagging knee pain, but, uh, but I think spirits are really high. I'm getting very, very excited to see the finish line. Are you wearing uh, sneakers? Are you just doing socks or, uh, currently wearing the Kyrie fours, Nike, Nike basketball shoes. I've been going back and forth between them and the, uh, the Roche Flynets that I've got as well, which are nice and light, but I wanted a little extra ankle support and uh, I thought it'd be fitting to walk over the end of the flat earth in the Kyries. Well, welcome to the Buck and Tabby show. Thank you for doing this interview. Uh, it's my, my pleasure. My absolute pleasure. I've been waiting for the invite. Okay. So can you just uh, start, tell us a bit about yourself and what you do, where you live? Yeah. So my name is Daniel Eamon. Uh, I live in Toronto, King West. Uh, I uh, work in sponsorship marketing. Uh, so we do some of the sponsorship negotiations with, on behalf of Scotiabank. And uh, we work on deals with NHL teams. Uh, they partner with quite a few. I don't know if you guys have heard of Scotiabank Arena. Uh, yeah, we so that, that. that. Yeah. Uh, and the NHL. And so we kind of work with, on behalf of them to kind of make sure they're getting the best bang for their buck from a sponsorship standpoint. Amazing. Okay, so tell me what you're doing right now. Uh, right now, I'm just walking around my apartment. Um, about 12 years ago, I started on this journey, really. I uh, got into a bit of a pissing contest with one of my friends who said he couldn't walk for 20, sorry, canoe for 24 hours straight, which he's a pro- professional canoeist, Pan Olympic gold medalist, sorry, Pan American gold medalist. And I just thought, you know, if he was really a master of the craft, that he'd be able to do it for 24 hours. And so I said, I bet I could walk for 24 hours. And that's kind of where it all started. A bet was made and preparations were made. I started the Facebook group and it was a big running joke of when I was actually going to try it. And uh, it really never happened. Why didn't you do it then? What happened? You just never thought of it. You gave up. You didn't have the willpower. It was kind of, I think, the fear of failing. And it just, it just kept being easier to push off and push off and kind of procrastinate. Uh, it's obviously a very daunting task. And I really just just thought, you know, we'll just joke around about it. And, you know, but uh, it dogged me for, you know, the past 12 years. That there's not, a, not really a week where I haven't thought about my inability to even try it and People gave me a lot of shit for for not trying. You know, it's one of the regular things. They said I not only could I not even try it, that there's no chance I'd ever complete it. So it really, really put me down and kind of over the years built up some definite baggage in the in the back of my heart. 
Before today, how long do you think is the longest amount of time you've ever walked without stopping? I'd say probably around five hours. I was actually doing some training walks back in the day. You can see in the group, there's some diaries from some of those training walks, Uh, but I was going around five hours or so, but I'd had some longer kind of on my feet time at I worked in a lot of service industries going through school. I worked at Extreme Pita, McDonald's, Starbucks. So yeah, yeah. spend a lot of time on your feet. You get to have a break, but it's, you know, not that much. You're running around a small place. So it's kind of similar to this. So I think it definitely helped prepare me mentally and, you know, know the toughness needed to to do it. But yeah, I don't think ever really more than five or six hours without a, a break. So you get two breaks every hour now, but you can bank those minutes if you choose. Yeah, two minutes of breaks. I'll tell you, uh, for the first twelve hours, it's it's it was relatively easy. I was banking quite a bit. I'd pee for a minute every kind of two hours, and uh, so that that was able to get me about ten minutes in the bank by the time we were approaching the midway midway. But after that, I I'd had a lot of fluids, and you start having more and more bathroom breaks. The the pains became more. So we had uh, you know a, a little bit more of a liberal take it as you need it I'd sort of ask the adjudicator who is online and just sort of to accept a time for a stretch or a, a lay a, a quick like lay and raise your feet up a little bit yeah uh, but we kept try to keep it in the spirit of that i think we had one pretty big hiccup uh about midnight last night uh i was really deep deep in a wall uh or you know running into it i saw i saw a group chat that i was involved in that where I saw around midnight a picture of some vomit. Was that your vomit? That That's correct. That was my vomit. What happened there? Well, I was starting to, I was, you know, putting on a lot of live shows last night, sort of interviewing some artists and, uh, you know, looking at the phone. Uh, you got while dizzy. Doing, walking dizzy. I got quite dizzy. <laughs> I was, uh, I'd eaten some pasta, which I made this morning, but the sauce had been, sitting in my fridge for uh since sunday so almost a full week uh, with sausage in it which maybe wasn't the best menu choice and then uh i had uh, an espresso with some cream and ate a banana and uh all of those things kind of left me in a really dark place and and uh, i got a knock at my door and i saw uh someone had delivered me some mcdonald's and just the sight of it caused me to gag while I was on Instagram live. And, uh, and so then it wasn't long before I was actually in the bathroom vomiting and that was where that happened. And so I kind of probably took the longest break there and then, you know, brushed my teeth. I was able to have a shower, which was quite, quite motivational. You know, I was kind of sidestepping in the shower to keep moving uh, but I came out feeling, you know, fresh as a daisy, ready to go for the back half of the of the walkathon. Is that McDonald's still sitting by your door, or did you actually bring it in? Yeah, I brought it in, and, and after that, I was running on not a lot, so I sort of just started to pick away at the nuggets. And it was ten nuggets, two double <laughs> cheeseburgers, two double espressos, a coke, and a fries. Uh, so <laughs> that's I a generous used, order. Yeah, <laughs> a it very is. A great order. And I'll tell you, I was not really hungry at the time opening up some space in my stomach was good. But so I just tapped away at the nuggets and ate by the end of it, ate all the nuggets and all the fries. I have yet to touch the burgers. Um, but I'm kind of thinking I won't, they've been sitting now on the counter for 
12 hours or so. So I'd probably just kind of leave those and let those sleeping birds lie. Okay. So let me just take it back here for a second. So what happened this week that made you want to start the walk again? And can you tell us a bit, I know that there's a charity involved with this. Can you tell us a bit about the charity that you managed to get involved with this walkathon? Yeah. So, uh, it actually kind of started ruminating last week. I was, uh, we've been having regular Friday night house parties, uh, with the app house party with some of my friends from back home and some of the people that were involved in the original bet. And I kind of jokingly said it was a perfect time to do this. And so I was kind of talking about it and I was like, huh? And then Thursday night, again, having some drinks with, with the lads, uh, just started more seriously talking about it. And I'd been sort of thinking, do I do it inside or outside? And, uh, you know, I wanted to keep with the socially distant policies because there was kind of some, some idea that walking outside might be better content. I think it worked better for inside. We're able to have a lot of screens, easier for food. And, and so I just, you know, then yesterday I just decided, as I said, fuck it, let's, uh, let's put the plans in motion. I started, I reached out to the Fred Victor center, uh, who were eager to get involved. They, uh, are a truly magnificent, uh, partner. They, uh, they help out the homeless in here in Toronto, they have shelters, uh, and they run safe injection clinics, all sorts of programming to help people with no homes get back on their feet and, uh, back into sort of the day-to-day civilization. And, uh, they're really, really struggling through the, uh, pandemic, the COVID-19. So it's hitting the homeless quite hard. So I thought it was a good cause to, to support. Looked, I just looked them up, sent them a message on Twitter and, and then we go. Okay. So you walked through the whole night and you've been on Zoom the whole time. Was there any a time during the whole night where there was nobody on the Zoom? Were you all alone? Yeah. About, uh, at about four o'clock in the morning, everyone uh, who had been with me till that point signed off. And, uh, so I was alone from about four to four forty-five, and I put on the podcast reply all, uh, to try and help me through it. They're a little kooky and zany and I, they were in the kind of, they're doing a call-a-thon thing. So I couldn't really pay attention to anything they were doing, but, uh, I was getting into a really unmotivated place and I was kind of getting ready in my head. I was starting to write my resignation, my, my, uh, quitting of it. I was really, you know, I didn't think it was going to happen. This was, this was my next question. Can you take me through the thought process when you wanted to quit, what you were going to say, what the excuse to the people was? Yeah. So I was going to just say, you know, I really, I'm sorry. I (laughs) failed. I failed you all. And I'm really, it was really hard, but my body just kind of quit on me. And I, you know, I hope maybe I'll wake up and, and feel keep walking and try and at least finish the 24 hours, but, uh, you know, try and make sure you were really tired. I was tired. I was kind of alone. I didn't think I could do it. It was just the, the time remaining seemed infinite and I didn't have anyone to talk to, to, to do that. Do you think if you had no one to talk to this whole time and you had no charity, uh, affiliated with this, that you would have quit long ago? Oh, hundred percent. That's, I think that was what even got me to start it. Uh, having you kind of get, create some accountability and, uh, you have, you start to publicize it and, uh, it makes, makes it real. And then you just all of a sudden had a lot of people I'd started to all had a, quite a few performers and musical guests, uh, Chris Barclay, 
my my girl Emma Haynes. Uh, we had some other guests. We had one of the lead trainers from Barry's boot camp. Um, and uh, we had all these people and they just, I just couldn't, the thought of letting them down was really weighing heavily on me. And uh, I really thought that I needed to, to follow through and finish it for them. Otherwise I'd have a, it'd be a really hard thing to live down at this point if I'd gone that far. I'm curious about the, the 4am sign off with that last person. How awkward was it for them to leave you knowing that they were leaving you alone for the (laughs) night? Uh, Well, it was our uncle Dave. Uh, It didn't seem awkward. I think there's, I was kind of overplaying my hand in terms of telling people that I had more people eager and ready to jump on, um, which wasn't really true. I didn't really know anything or any time anyone was going to join on. So I just I was just kind of keeping a blind faith that someone would come on. And, uh, but I didn't want anyone to feel bad and feel guilty about leaving. Uh, so I, so I just, you know, told them, you know, you can get on with it and you can live your life. I don't want to, be a burden on anyone. Um, so, so I don't think there was any awkwardness, but I was probably a bit misleading, but, uh, but then at four, I think it was about four forty-five, just about five o'clock. Uh, my, my girl Kelly, uh, from Nova Scotia, they were starting to wake up there and she came on and, and basically she's carried me through. She's been part of the crew ever since then. We've got a lot more people with us now, but, uh, I, I, uh, she, she, you know, kept put, put some words of motivation and uh, just gave me what I needed to get till the point where some more people could come on. And then we had this weird dude that I just met, Andrew. He's a husband of one of my friends and he was having, you know, some 6am whiskeys and uh, (laughs) reading us some novels that he liked uh, with my grandma and Kelly and, and him. And it was a pretty sensational experience. Wow. Impressive. How much money have you raised for the charity so far? I think we're getting close to our goal of $3,000. Wow. That's amazing. So do you think you would do it again? Uh, maybe an annual thing? Maybe you could start upping the hours as you went? Could I be talked into it for the right occasion with the right conditions? Maybe. But uh, it's not going to be something I'm eager to think about ever again. Uh, well, I mean, I'll think about it and replay the, the, the struggles, the togetherness, <laughs> meeting new people. Uh, meeting people again who I hadn't really seen in years. People came uh, I hadn't seen since probably high school joining in on the, on the feed. So, you know, I'll have lots of amazing memories and it feels just like something that won't be able to really recreate. So the conditions are perfect. The people are perfect. And I just, you know, trying to capture that lightning in a bottle again feels misguided to me. I'm trying to put myself in the place where I'm like, would I want to do it in my apartment or would I want to be outside? I could see pros or cons to both. If you had to do it again, would you would you want to give it a shot outside? I don't know. I think that I'd have to have a full crew with me, I think. Uh, someone, a support band with food uh, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Just because, and like, I think all the things I was able to do by myself, I wouldn't be if I was on the road in terms of, uh, you know, broadcasting the content talking to people, all of that, have a lot more different considerations at play. So I think I, trying it outside, I think, would be better, especially if I, you know, I'm walking on concrete floor here. So it's, uh, it's not the greatest, but, uh, and it would be definitely more scenic and, uh, you know, probably create some, some good stuff out of it too. But just the, the logistical behemoth it would entail would be, 
very challenging. So we'd have to get, we've got our main sponsor, Siglo, but we'd probably have to get someone with some deeper pockets if we <laughs> wanted to execute something like that. Can you tell us a bit about the the Siglo brand sponsor? Yes, I'm not sure if you've heard of this new category of clothing. It's called Fjordwear. And uh, it's the type of clothing you want to wear when you're strolling around a fjord. And Mm -hmm. you want to be comfortable, stylish, retro, European. So we wanted to create a brand that really just epitomized this, uh, this new category. And that was Siglo. Uh, and so, so I wait, came. You created this brand? I did create the brand, yeah. And you're sponsoring yourself? Yeah. Bet on yourself as uh, our boy. Is that Fred Van Vliet? Fred Van Vliet, that's right. Yeah. It's a, so. it's a sweet. It looks really cool. I looked at the website today. The jogging pants looked amazing. Yeah, we're pretty excited about all of the new products. We've got my buddy, Mark Catter. He's come, kind of come on to help found it and bring it to reality. And so what's the website? Siglo87.com? Yeah, it's Siglo87.com. The delay, there's a bit of a delay in terms of getting any of the products in uh, just because of the COVID crisis. So, you know, if you put your order in, it'll probably be a little while. But uh, we've got some great stuff. We've got some dad hats. We've got some new five-panel hats we need to update. We've got actually an official T-shirt for the walkathon. Can you, can you give us an update on your, your kilometers walked, your steps taken, any of the... Any of the data that we might be able to get some information from? We're probably at about 60 to 65 kilometers walked. Um, And uh, I'm not sure of the steps, but that was kind of the big one we've actually been able to keep a good eye on. Um, So, yeah, that's that's kind of how how much it is. And uh, we've been kind of keeping the monitor on the heart rate. It's been around 110. It started off at 130. It was pretty nervous. We had some Nazis. Uh, Zoom bombing our first conference. So yeah, uh, I was, was there. Fun. It was quite disturbing. <laughs> they came in. It seemed like it was a complete free for all. There was a guy named Ben Dover. He was kind of uh, playing it safe for a little bit, waiting to play his hand. He eventually came on, started screen sharing some pretty hardcore porn. There was there was also uh, Marine Sandra. She was just she was just wanting to uh, advertise her Instagram brand. I guess she started sharing, showing her Instagram page, and (laughs) drawing happy faces and sad faces. I'll tell you, that's the type of advertising Siglo will never be a part of. I'm happy to hear that. Well, I guess we'll let you go here. Thank you so much for joining the Buck and Tabby Show. Yeah, thanks so much, and good luck. And it's really awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I appreciate the, the chat. It's helped. We're getting, we're down to almost the final hour here. So, you know, every little distraction helps and this has been a real treat. Anything else you want to say to the, before you let us go? One word. Uh, I think just, you know, never stop believing in, in yourself and, you know, take a chance. Failure is not the worst thing and maybe you'll succeed. All right. Thank you very much, Daniel. All right. Thank you. We are Blue Jays Talk. I'm Josh Goldberg. Uh, we're all a little bit sick of being in isolation. We're all a little bit going kooky. Let's try to keep the calls somewhat sane here, everybody. Uh, got my first call, Andrew from Brampton. Hey, Andrew, what's going on? Welcome to Blue Jays Talk. Uh, what's going on, Mike? How are you, brother? 
uh, this is actually Josh. Mike, Mike used to do the show, but I, I'm Josh Goldberg. I've taken over from Mike. Mike's moved on to the radio, but it's nice to have you aboard, Andrew. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, was really just hoping to, hoping to talk to Mike here, so uh, maybe I'll just... I'm, I think I'm going to hang up now. Um, okay. Das. Thanks for calling. I know Mike. Mike used to do the show for a very long time. Developed quite a fan base, and you know he's moved on to radio, so we gotta try to switch it over. And so I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to fill in. I'm also happy to answer any uh, questions about the Blue Jays. So we're gonna go to uh, Rory in Wow in Detroit. Welcome, Rory. Uh, welcome to Blue Jays. Stop. Hey, man. Uh, yeah. So I was just watching Bo Bichette play Twitch. Um, he was playing the Blue Jays as. And he was himself, and he was he was hitting the ball, and it was crazy. I was like, "Oh my God, Bo Bichette is is on the video games!" And I was like, "This is really cool." And I was wondering if you watched it, and if you did watch it, like, what did you think? Because Bo was like, he was hitting doubles as himself, and it was just like Bo Bichette was up there, and like, I don't know, I thought it was crazy. I'd rather watch that than bl- real black baseball, you know? Yeah, thanks for the call, Rory. Uh, yeah. So for those fans who don't know, MLB is doing something where they're taking out twenty players, and are gonna play MLB the show, play against each other. Create a little tournament. Try I'm gonna to challenge some... I'm gonna challenge him right now. Should I do it? Rory, when I'm giving exposition to the fans at home, and when I'm trying to break something down, I'd appreciate if you didn't chirp in like that. Okay, I'm just gonna start one more time. Okay, I've had a lot of riddling today, and I love video games, man. I'm thinking like eight Red Bulls. I've been munching on some cheesies. I just watched Bobby Shed. He was playing. He was playing PlayStation, and it was him. I love Bobby Shed. He was hitting the boss. Bobby Shed and Fernando Tatis. Your fucking sucks, man. That's what's up. <laughs> well, I guess you know you're exactly why the MLB is doing this they're trying to get people interested and back excited about baseball yeah. so it's about 20 players and they're playing off in a tournament with each other and you can watch it live and uh, i started to peek in i wasn't really my thing but you know i'm not cranked on red bull and adderall or ritalin or whatever the hell you said it was but uh appreciate the call we're gonna move on wait wait wait, uh, wait, wait, got- wait, 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 wait. Can, can i just ask a couple questions I'll give you one question. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Josh. I, I, I just got an invite from my Discord buddies, the Twitch friends. Apparently, they found another Zoom conversation that we're going to bomb. I'm going to put some porno up there. I might do some Nazi stuff. Eh, okay, and thanks so much, Rory. Uh, we will uh, move on the list here. And I have Nathaniel Peach. He is coming all the way from Saskatchewan in uh, Sunny River, Saskatchewan. Uh, hey, uh, Nathaniel Peach. Never had a last name on the show before. Uh, hey, Nathaniel, what's on your mind? I like the look of these kids. Yeah, well, uh, who, who do you like in particular? And, uh, you like Vladimir? You like Bubba Shad? You like Kevin uh, Biggio? You like Reese McGuire? You like Nate Peterson? You like uh, Danny Johnson? Who do you like? <laughs> I'll tell you, I like Reese McGuire a lot. I like the way he grabs his bat. I like the way he rubs on that rosin on his bat. Now, uh, Nathaniel, you seem to be sort of speaking in a very determined way and then every now and then having a little maniacal laughing fit. So I'm going to suggest that uh, you, you got some pretty heightened, complicated feelings about Reese McGuire. And uh, uh, just when, when, when did you first start to notice him as a ball player? First time he came up, I saw the way he grabbed his bat, the way he held it above his head, 
and then he brought it down between his legs. Okay, we're just gonna step right in there. On the you thing. wagged it between his legs. Ah, you're doing a real fine job of jumping over some real laser beams here and keeping it fairly ambiguous, but also being dead clear about what you're uh, trying to get at there. So uh, I like the way he calls the balls and the strikes. Do you know what I mean? Uh, unfortunately, I think I do know what you mean, but let's hover above it for a second here. I like the way he takes the balls low. And uh, Nathaniel, we're going to let you go here. Uh, we're going to move on to our last call here on Blue Jay Slack. We've got Rebecca. Rebecca from East York. Uh, Rebecca, welcome to Blue Jay Slack. Hi. Hey, Rebecca. Well, you, welcome to Blue Jay Slack. What do you got to say about the Blue Jays? Um, I just want to say what an amazing job you do, Mike. Every, I've been listening. Oh, gosh, fuck. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Bob. I'm Josh. This is Josh I, Goldberg. A lot of fans. Obviously, a lot of people like Mike. Mike's been great for the network. I, 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 I don't, I'm not in any upset that you called me that because people are so used to Mike being on here. But I am Josh Goldberg, and I'll be doing this for the unforeseeable future. I was really hoping that Roger LeJoie would take over, but I think that, Josh, you, you're... You're okay, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I've got it for sure. Oh, my you God. what? Ah, I got the COVID. I... <clears throat> oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to die with you here, Rebecca. Does that mean Roger's going to get to take over? Uh, yeah. Is he next in line if you die? Roger is 85 years old, so I'm I'm actually 23. Uh, so I, I don't think he'll be doing Blue Jay Sock anytime I soon. I actually think that that's part of the problem. I think you're too young to talk to us. Well, what, what is it? My cadence? My tone? Is it? I don't respect that you have enough knowledge. Well, I Rebecca, I appreciate. It. I've been following baseball my whole life. Uh, you know, I, I've been in this building all the time, following baseball. So I definitely uh, feel like I've got a point of view that could connect with like younger audience and everything like that. And uh, so I, I appreciate what you said, but uh, I like the way you talk, though. I just prefer Mike. I prefer Roger. But I guess it's okay if you are on for just a little while longer until you die from this disease that you mentioned. I'm sorry, have you not heard about uh, COVID-19? Well, I've been baking cookies tonight. That's a pandemic. I mean, you probably, have you been, I mean, you must have lost a job, or at least your job must be compromised in some fashion, unless, uh, I don't know, you're the president of the United States, or, or pre pre sorry, prime minister of Canada. Ugh. I Home. Well, you'll be dead real soon then. Now they're dropping like guess who flaps in old people's homes here in Canada. They take really good care of me though. I get to make cookies every night. You sound like you've killed somebody recently. Hope you're not next. <laughs> and thanks for calling in, everybody. Blue Jay Sock. Uh, for all the people that thought I was Mike Wilner, you can go fuck yourself. I am Josh Goldberg, and I'll be here every week on Blue Jay Sock, with or without baseball. Happy to take all your baseball questions. And here we go. Blah 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 bl